Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. BC here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being with me today with Any Luck at All. We will commence here with an hour of old-fashioned music just for you. 
radio friend David in Washington, Maine, sends me this apocryphal tale about my friend Winky. Winky was standing in line at his bank when a masked robber came in, told everyone to lie down on the floor, and then filled a bag with money. Unfortunately, as the robber turned to leave, his mask fell from his face, and the teller saw him. So the robber shot the teller. And then the robber said, Did anyone else here see my face? Without opening his eyes or moving, Winky said, I think my wife got a good look at ya. friend up in Palmyra says, every summer I grow 50 organic free-range broilers 
and three organic pastured pigs, I have no problem selling these rather spendy meats to people who do not want the contaminated commercial products. I try to keep the price low as possible, but organic grains are not cheap. Well, is this not exciting? I'd like to have at least one pig and enough chickens to give us all the eggs we need. The last time, I got thinking about this, the last time I raised a pig, must have been 35 years ago, I remember selling it at auction. I held the auction on my front lawn, as I remember George the Barber bought it for around $100 or so. If we had chickens, Marsha and I could eat up the chickens in the fall, or we could put some in the freezer. Is that the way to do it? Nobody can cook pork or chicken as good as my wife Marsha, the almost perfect woman. I, My mouth waters just thinking about it. I'm, I'm presently planning a visit to my friend's nucleus of nirvana, and soon as it gets warm enough travel, so I can see this operation for myself. Fifty organic broilers, three organic pastured pigs. You know, I've been wanting a pig and chickens for years and years, but here on the coast of Maine, you might have noticed this, here on the coast of Maine, summer is always over before it really starts. Do you raise a pig? Do you raise chickens? How do you do it? I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com, and I'd love to hear from you.
Willie the Lion Smith finger finger buster busting his fingers with finger buster I'm kind of saying nothing here because I'm wiggling wires hoping things are going to work out all right here did you see the news item about the man who got the telephone call from the robot there's a soundtrack of that conversation online you can listen to this you you'd probably enjoy it and if you've heard it, you know that the man says something like this. Are you a robot? And the machine says, oh, I'm a real person. The man says, okay, I believe that you are a real person, but just to please me, will you please say, no, I am not a robot? And the robot says, I'm a real person. And the man says again, I believe that you are a real person, but will you please say, no, I am not a robot? And the thing replies, <laughs> I'm a real person. And this is repeated on the tape over and over and over. Now, it's obvious that the telemarkers need to get a few bugs out of this system, which brings up another obvious question. Have you ever wondered what happens when a live caller reaches a live person who sounds like a robot? I do. I sound like a robot when you reach me on the telephone. What happens when there is an impasse because a robot reaches a live person who talks like a robot? Now, because I can't hear well, I always speak slowly when I answer the telephone or when I talk to you here on the radio. And I do this because I know how frustrating it is to speak with people who mumble or talk fast. So, when I answer the telephone, I say very slowly, this is Robert Skoglund. How may I help you? Hi, Mr. Skoglund. How are you doing today? This is Robert Skoglund. How may I help you? Hi, Mr. Skoglund. How are you doing today? This is Robert Skoglund.
Chet Baker and Jelly, Jerry Mulligan here on The Humble Farmer, where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. Right here on your favorite station, thank you again for listening. Would you feel good if you had produced two 56-minute television programs in only two days and had a good start on the third? I do. I like making television programs because I think my television programs are very funny can do things with television you can't do with radio. You can have a lot of visual gags. But one morning, as I sat at my computer in my jammies, working on my TV program, clothes piled nearby, waiting for me to take my shower, my wife Marsha, the almost perfect woman, stopped by. And her hand shot out, and she seized my shirt that was on that pile, and she said, You can't wear that shirt two days. You're going to smell like an old man. I knew better than to say anything, but I ask you, I ask you, what is the sense of being an old man man if you cannot go out on the town with food on your tie and and a shirt that smells like an old man man? Shouldn't everyone who comes near you know that you are an old main man who has paid his dues?
What's that now? That was Was that Earl Hines? I think it was. Father Hines, whom I had the pleasure of seeing in the Fletch in San Francisco, probably in 1957. Do you get emails from your friends at Move On asking you to sign this petition or, or that petition? You are assured that your signature will help keep a few greedy people from seizing even more of your tax dollars and sending your tax dollars off to their accounts in the Cayman Islands. But then, but then, after you have signed, another page pops up on your screen asking you to contribute $13 in seed money. Or $133 in seed money, if you can stand it. Or perhaps, if you're a business person and can afford it, depending on the, what you want to get back, $1,333 in seed money. Know what I'm talking about? If you do not plant seeds, you are not going to raise a crop. Have you ever stopped to ask yourself if the purpose of sending you that move-on petition was to get your signature or to get your seed money? Only cynical old main men think about these things. You just wait until your time comes. An old cowpoke went riding out one dark and windy day. Upon a ridge he rested as he went along his way. Well, all at once a mighty herd of red-eyed cows he saw A-plowing through the ragged skies And a cloudy draw Come in, old timer. In this song, it don't matter, partner. Go ahead, sing. Their faces gone, their eyes were blurred, their shirts all wet with sweat. Don't be half sick, foolish boy. <laughs> They're riding hard to catch the herd, but they ain't caught them yet. Get along, little doggy. Cause you got to ride forever on that age up in the sky. On horses snorting fire. Is that possible? How would I know? As they ride on here, they cry. This is a cowboy legend.
the third. My word, Spike Jones. You probably haven't heard that song for 50, 60 years. It was very popular, Ghost Riders in the Sky. Probably remember when that was popular. You are listening to The Humble Farmer here on your favorite radio station. With any luck at all, I'm here every week at this time. Playing old-fashioned music just for you. I thank you for listening. I am the humble farmer at gmail.com. And, of course, I'd like to hear from you. I would like to have the Outlook mail-in program on my new, my new six-year-old computer. It would enable me to send out my wine and snivel newsletter without opening my old computer and shifting over the material. I have two computers. Only my old computer enables me, only with my old computer can I send out email to my uh, radio friends. While trying to discover if I could install Outlook on my new computer, that's my new six-year-old computer myself, I found the following which shows the difference in thinking between old people and kids. It shows the difference in thinking between old people and kids. It says... Pros, efficient mail, calendar, and task management, good search function, multi-account support, visually attractive. Cons, no really revolutionary improvements. (laughs) Do you get that? To an old person, a young person's con is a pro because if it is anything like the program I have in my old computer, I might be able to use the thing. If it has wonderful, new, revolutionary improvements, I'm stopped dead in my tracks. Do you know what I'm talking about here?
just uh, leaping in here on The Humble Farmer, my wife Marsha, the almost perfect woman, is so pleased with the present savings generated by our photovoltaic panels that she says I can bite the financial bullet and put in eight more PV panels as soon as it gets warm enough to work outside. Think of that. My wife is convinced that the entire system should pay for itself in somebody's lifetime with the cost of power and oil going up so constantly and so quickly. And I figure with that kind of extra power provided by eight more panels, we'll be able to use electric heaters in the spring and fall and not have to buy oil to take off the chill. At present, the panels we already have should enable us to pay just the minimum $9.41 for most every month in the year. With the panels we presently have, we'll be saving about $800 a year in power bills alone. But of course, being a greedy old main man, I'm a conservative, I want to save even more. <laughs> we are also saving quite a bit in oil. And how much, I don't know, because I've never measured it, because we now heat our domestic water with electricity. Most of that electricity we generate ourselves. Of course, that domestic hot water doesn't even go into the electric hot water heater at ground temperature, but is preheated with our solar water heaters, you know, which I built, built with my own two hands. And as you know, I'm even heating the cellar office studio of Maine Private Radio with the same homemade water heating system. Can you believe it? Because our bed and breakfast, you know, costs a lot extra to run with all the people coming. We require as much power as a man with several children in diapers. A lot of power. And now we're getting that power for free. The sun shines, there it is. I think about this, you know. I was already out of high school in 1954 because it was 1954 that we were told that electricity generated by nuclear power plants was going to be too cheap to meter. Guess you know what happened to that. Anyway, how times change. Who would have thought in 1954 that Maine people would be able to save money by setting up their very own little black panels right there in their own backyards?
What's that, dear? I can't get on the internet. You can't get on the internet. Perhaps I have unplugged it when I'm finished making my radio program. Twenty minutes. Can you wait twenty minutes? Yeah. Thank you. Don't forget. Well, there's my wife's first public appearance here on the humble farmer. That was nice to have her stop in. I must have unplugged something here. I wonder what it could be. I don't know. And what was I doing? I was just talking about Ghana here, and we were going to play another song. I'm going to stop this button here. On Saturday, I bought for a quarter a mint copy of Quantum, Einstein, Bohr, and the Great Debate about the Nature of Reality. Bought this in paperback. I've just about finished it. Because I always read the last chapter in a book first to find out how it ends, I have the impression that in 2008 the learned author supports Einstein, who disagreed with Bohr on whatever it was they were talking about, the nature of reality. It was beyond me, so I don't know. I think they agreed on the facts and figures, but differed in their interpretation of the facts and figures. Anyway, don't you think it's interesting to read about scientists? Einstein and Bohr were theoretical physicists, which means that they could work out in their heads mathematical explanations to natural phenomena. But mathematicians or physicists with a different kind of mind had to come up with an experiment to test the validity of their hypotheses. And, of course, the example of gravity bending light comes quickly to your mind. What do you do? when you've read a book and there's no one nearby you can discuss it with. How many times will your spouse say, Yes, dear, before you hear, Enough of Schroeder and Max Planck already. Who's that walking around here? Mercy.
like baby patter. Baby elephant patter, that's what I calls it. Say, up in Harlem, at a table for two, there were four of us, me, your big feet, and you. From your ankle up, I'll say you sure are sweet. From that down, there's just too much feet. Yes, your feet's too big. Don't want you cause your feet's too big. Can't use you cause your feet's too big. I really hate you cause your feet's too big. Where'd you get them? Your girl, she likes you, she thinks you're nice. Got what takes to be in paradise. She said she likes your face, she likes your rig. Man, oh man, them things are too big. Oh, your feet's too big. Don't want you cause your feet's too big. Mad at you cause your feet's too big. I hate you cause your feet's too big. Mm-hmm. The politically incorrect fats waller here on the humble farmer. Where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music every week at this time, just for you, if my wife permits me to do so. The bad news is that there are people in this world who remember things that you have done that you have conveniently forgotten. As long as you don't see these people, as long as you don't bump into these people, you can walk about feeling good about yourself. And even when they do show up and start telling everyone in the crowd about this or that foolish thing you did back then, you can comfort yourself with the thought that they might be pathological liars or simply one of those people you know, who consider themselves to be humorists with a considerable local reputation, as John Gould would say. This was brought to mind when my cousin Truman, who is hard to beat when it comes to storytelling, this was brought to mind when my cousin Truman came by and said to me, Do you remember MC in that show where a man and his wife and their baby were on stage with their instruments? I had to admit that I could 
Remember MC in no such show. Cousin Truman said, Well, you introduced them to the audience, but they couldn't seem to get started. And you said, I wonder how they ever produced that baby. Did you attend the recent town meeting where much was said about taxes? One of the natives stood up and said, If you people from away hadn't moved up here 
and put all your kids in the schools, we wouldn't have such wicked big taxes. How do you calm down a Maine native who was so pumped and primed that the blood runs out of his ears? Well, one of the people from away stood up and said, with that funny Boston accent, which I won't try to approximate, if you greedy Maine people weren't stupid enough to sell us your land, we'd still be back in Massachusetts. Here's an email. Well, I should first say thank you so much for listening. Then you like it all. You know I'm here every week at this time playing old-fashioned music just for you. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And now, here's an email from radio friend Andy who writes, It just occurred to me that if you were a terrorist who was stopped by an alert homeland security operative, you would be the fumbled hammer.